Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of T N O S M. This is what we're talking about. We've got some not only positive, awesome guests, should I say, but we've got viewers as well. I mean, they're viewers slash guests, and now this is amazing. Both of you on here. I'm really, really appreciative of you two joining us. Oh, there's something interesting. Look at the background. Wait, we're gonna fix it. Oh, there we go. And suddenly things are back to normal. Hello, how you guys doing? Or ladies, you two beautiful ladies, how you doing? Tony, <laughs> no, you go first. You're the queen. You're the queen. You can I'm, answer. I'm good. Just very cold in Cape Town. We have lightning and thunder and hail, but otherwise, I'm good. How are you, Queen Santoni? I'm fabulous. I am on such a high. I'm really, <laughs> yeah, I can't, yeah, I waited for this interview the whole day, and yeah, now we're here finally. Yes, we are here. and Let's kick off with the icebreaker. We've got a really, really important icebreaker. Actually, this is the first time ever I've run it with another guest. And Marianne says I need to go for this one. So here it is. You've got two options. Option A being you jump on stage completely naked, starkest, and you've got to sing in front of a full audience of people. That's option A. Or option B, you go on a date with the love of your life's parents, but you've just shat your pants. Those are the two options. Which one do you just, choose? Just repeat the second one quickly. I didn't hear the whole thing. You broke up. So the second one is you go on a date with the love of your life's parents, but you've shat you've shat in your pants. Oh, fuck. Okay, I didn't the last part of going to, uh, with the love of your life's parents. Shit. What was the Shit last part? Shit is right. Shit is and right, even though she can't hear it. Yes. So go ahead, go ahead, Marion. You can you can say the, the last bit there. Okay, so the question is, would you stand on stage, stark naked, in front of an audience and sing? Or number two, go on a date with the love of your life's parents and you accidentally take a shit in your pants? Uh, okay, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You go. <laughs> too polite, yeah. You're too polite. Why is, okay, I'm not hearing as much, but I'm going to go first then. Yeah. Uh, uh, so no, I hate singing. I'm a terrible singer, uh, and I will never like. I can't sing. Never mind the being naked part. I would rather just shit my pants with the love of my life's parents. They, yeah, they're not here anymore, but they are awesome people, um, and were awesome people. So I don't even think they would have mind. Huh. That That's was, nice. That was my answer too. Great mind. Twenty. This, yeah, this is exactly why Jan is a guest. I'm just loving it already. You guys already answered the same question. Um, also, I love how Santini being naked wasn't an issue. It was the fact that you can't sing. So, I mean, I feel like that's typical Santini queen is coming through here. Also, we've got a few people live with us this evening. Thank you for everyone who's jumped on. You clearly, I mean, if this is an indication of you being a favorite of the season so far, then I don't know what is. But we might as well start. We might as well just get into this. Outcast and Focus, this is where we speak about you and your journey. Marion. You will ask whatever questions on your mind. Don't wait for me to cue you in. And Santini, the first thing I want to ask you, the tie-dye shirt. Why? Out of all the things you, you, you have, 
Tida, you have a lot of shirts that you sell, but yet you chose to come on the island with a possible comparison to Rupert. What is the factor behind that in terms of making well, that decision? You know, at the time, I was more for me about the rainbow. I, I mean, you can see what I'm wearing tonight. It's about the rainbow and, and representing. Um, and, I mean, I've got a lot of stuff um, in my shop, but obviously it's got copyrighted stuff on there. But I've always, I've always been this person. I did also stress about it looking like a, I'm a Rupert wannabe, but I knew I wasn't. So, like, like fuck it. Yeah, yeah, like your T-shirt behind you says. Um, yeah, it was it was really because I'm a rainbow child. So um, I mean, if Rupert, if no one can ever then wear tie dye, then sorry, Rupert. Yeah, I think like Rupert was much better, and also Rupert could like never, like you could never. You are queen. You are now Queen Tony. You are tie dye queen. You are just like queen of everything. Oh. You took well, on, Marianne. This is exactly what I love, though. People, are, they've already forgotten about Rupert. They're saying, move aside. There's only one Survivor castaway now wearing uh, tie-dye shirts. And if we're looking at this honestly, I think it's not just within the South African franchise. I think throughout all Survivors, if you've watched last night's episode and you are following the season, you know that the tie-dye now officially does belong to you, Santini. Which I think the next thing I want to ask you is the, the Quieto Cook Sister thing. I know this is more on a personal level. But again, what, what, the inspiration behind the song, can you, you jam a little, to, a little bit to the quieter music while, uh, you know, also being a cook sister, I'm, I'm confused. Can, can you come up with the name here? Uh, yo, I love me some quieto. Um, and I wanted uh, the name for the company to be a representative. But I, I didn't want it to exclude any one and, and combine two things that I really like. I mean, a cook sisters. I, actually, when I was small, I told everyone I was allergic to cook sisters. <laughs> and when the doctor is like, "What are you allergic to?" I'm like, "No, cook sisters." So I don't know. It just kind of happened. But I, I love the name, and it it's actually kind of represents me as yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's awesome. Santini, more survivor-based question. One question that's been bugging me and. I asked Pinty this when she came on. You seem to have like a moment. I know we're going far back now. We're not focusing on last night's episode, but going far back, there was a moment you guys shared by the water while I thought, oh, this, you know, this was positive for a, an alliance that could take place. So you got someone, you know, who's also shared a lot of bravado in terms of how she carried herself and it seemed like you got along. Why did nothing ever kick off from there? Well, I think because I was sent to Immunity Island, it was difficult but also, uh, Pinty is an awesome person. She's so funny. It, that didn't really translate. She's so funny, but I did notice that she was rubbing people up the wrong way. And because I was probably an early target, it was easy to maybe just step away a little bit because that would have been an easy person to take the hit instead of me. Uh, I don't know if, if that answers your question, but she's a fabulous person. And I would have loved to have worked with her. Uh, yeah, it's just that, you know, the chips fell like that, but she's really amazing. Yeah, I mean, definitely one of the more enjoyable. I mean, I've enjoyed every interview that I've done, but it was interesting to see what I saw on TV versus what I got to interact with on one on one. And that was a huge, huge contrast for me. And I thought that was an eye opener to the cast as, as the rest of the seasons played out. Um, Santony, we've got. The episode last night, it was, it was a big one for a lot of different reasons. You land up making fire in the end. You know, you got the jury 
not knowing or not backing you at all. And you were leading that race for a long, long time. Where, where have you been practicing these fire skills that everyone just seemed to have missed on the island? Oh, guys, I'm going to have to throw myself under the bus here. That rookie survivor fan mistake, I have never, never, ever, ever, up until this point, ever been able to start fire with Flint. I didn't even practice, uh, like Chappie's never even got to the point where he needed, or when he showed me. I never made fire in my life. So, you know, before that, when Nico said we're going to have to make fire, I was like, I, I was this close to telling him, you know what, just just give it to Dyson because I'm going to just make a fool of myself. And, you know, when that flame just popped out of there, I mean, it's a miracle. It was a miracle because I've never done it before. Yeah, that was very impressive. Um, it was very unfortunate with, that the wind wasn't on your side, but my heart broke a little last night, um, losing you. I feel like we lost the best character of the season, one of, or if not possibly, the best character that we've had across all eight seasons. Um, oh, wow. That is just, so nice. You're just so special and like your love for the game translated and um like you could see that you were on the island for the right reasons like you weren't there for clouded to get famous or to have your five seconds of fame like your genuine love for the game like it's just like it radiated through our screens into our hearts and like i was so sad to see you go home you're gonna make me cry, man. That is your. I, I'm so glad this is being recorded. Uh, on my bad days, I'm gonna apply this. You really, that's so beautiful. Um, your it. You know what? For me, uh, that fire challenge. I mean, guys, I literally won the survivor jackpot. I mean, I got found idols. I was in charge of like blind sides. I mean, there were so many cool. And then to get to make fire. Uh, it, it's just actually such a blessing. For me, when I got to make that fire, I actually felt that I won because I never thought I was going to do, do that. And, I mean, technically, that fire was a second chance. So uh, is everyone laughing at the comment? Oh, you were talking about the wind. Sorry, I'm laughing at the <laughs> No, there are a lot of comments coming in here, so it's all good. Uh, but the wind, I just... Yeah, oh, sorry. Can I quickly no, no, say go, something? No, please. Again? This is all about you and your show. You go ahead. You can cut me off anytime you want to. Oh, man. Um, I, I really believe my whole survivor journey from the day one, I always said everything will happen for a reason. And if it's my time, it's my time. And really, this just shows you the survivor gods are real. And it just wasn't in the cards. Uh, we can blame, blame the wind. We can blame whatever. But it wasn't meant to be. And I needed to go out at that specific point. Maybe in the next challenge, I would have broken a bone or whatever. So I'm just so content, actually. Yeah. And uh, just to comment on what Marion said, and we've got Tristan saying, I said the same across all eight seasons. Santony truly is the sunrise and sunset of the season. Words by Nico. There we go. But we've got, we've got a nice question here from Sheldon. And shout out to Sheldon. Um, he said, would putting two votes on Anella to go up against him in the fire have guaranteed your safety? I, yeah, we should have probably done that, but I really, really thought Anela was in on the plan, the two, two, two. It was, for me, really a no-brainer, to use Nicole's words. Yeah, I, I never even thought of that um, because I really thought he was on our side. 
if I went up against Anela, I, I'm sure I would have beat him in fire. That one, <laughs> I would have well, beat him. I, to be honest, I don't know if you would have because the, the wind wasn't on your side with the Tyson thing. And for some reason, everything seems oh, yeah. to be working in Anela's favor. So talk about Survivor Gods. I don't know what he's doing differently to the rest of everyone else, but somehow he keeps escaping. How he walks away with his torch not snuffed is beyond me. Miriam, I don't know if you want to elaborate on this. It's baffling. And I asked this question so many times, like wh what motivated Anela to, Anela to enter Survivor? Because you can clearly see that he's not really a, a super fan or like he really doesn't have like a great read on the game because there's been so many times that he had the power and opportunity to literally like take control of the game or throw it in his alliance's favor. And he just went the wrong way. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, Santini, maybe you can give us perspective. We, we didn't spend, how many days was it? 30 odd days with this, this, this gentleman of, in question. Maybe you can paint the picture a little bit brighter for us as we know how colorful your, your art skills are. Uh, you know what? Like, I, I don't know. He's like, a, he's a, I mean, I never knew he stole those future life bars. So he, he's got a maybe a split personality because you're, the person you, you kind of seeing on screen and the person that I got to know is really two different people because he really looked like he was playing hard. He knew what he was doing. I don't know. It, it's just hard because I, I don't get off of the stuff that he did. But again, you're tired, you sleep deprived. I'm going to do the just now this normal answer because I actually don't have any words uh, to – I don't know. I can't wait maybe for him to eventually be on here because – I would love to know the answer, actually, because I'm just as clueless about him as Marion. I do think she uh, she raised a good point. Why he, why did he even enter? That is a question I think I would would ask. Because I I don't know. I don't know. I would love I don't to know. know. So, and and it's just so funny that he says in one of his confessionals that he's so great at this game, and I'm just like Nancy, brother. No, you aren't. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. Like, I mean, I know that, like, for example, like Tyson's also not a super fan. He hasn't watched any or much Survivor prior coming on the show. But, like, we all know why he ended. Um, but just like, I don't know. I'm going to definitely tune in when um, Anele is interviewed because I would literally like to to know to find out yeah very very interesting sort of angles whatever from the side that he's trying to think of or whatever he thought of at the time but <laughs> Santony, your journey i mean huge protagonist in the season i think to a certain extent no different to to jacques in his season as to how the story unfolded for him and i think to a certain point obviously you, you've one-upped him here in terms of your placement in the season and you've, you've managed to like you said you were involved in everything Prior to that, you got good advice from your sister. Was there anything else that you had on, on the mind before entering the game that helped you play the game that you played? You know what? I knew going into the game, don't have a plan. It's pointless. Being a super – I'm not a super fan. Being a massive fan, uh, if you go in with all these strategies, it's going to go out the window anyway. So I went in – Without a plan, the only plan was to kill them with kindness and try and make friends with everyone so that 
I mean, I have options. So that was the plan going in. Uh, just on the Jacques thing, Jacques um, actually has worked out in terms of days on the island. I think mm -hmm. he was there for three, two or three, four. So if you ask him, we kind of um, we ended even. But I'm semantics. Don't let him. Don't let him hit you with the semantics. <laughs> you, you talk about podiums. You're one podium <laughs> higher. That's that's all I can say. I, I must say, I constantly thought of Jacques um, in this season. Jacques was constantly with me because I really liked him as a player. I, I, I kind of, I was very disappointed when he was voted off, but also the way um, uh, people treated him on his season really got to me. And I mean, sometimes when you do feel like that, when you do feel like an outcast there, I mean, Jacques came to mind and, and it kind of, I was like, okay. No, he did it. He, like, I mean, I don't know. I, I have a soft spot for him as a player. I'm a very big fan. Same, same. I'm a big Jacques Bangle. Um, <laughs> yeah, big, big Jacques Bangle. We'll talk about fan. In this case, it's a fanboy. Francois Chapman's on the line. Mr. Chappies himself saying, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the double agent queen, the info hub of my game and the lifeline that saved my life more than once. The greatest showwoman, Santoni. Yes, your man. He's oh. on the line. He's saying things. Anything you want to say to him quickly before we continue with your journey? Okay, no. I mean, this guy is just so integral in my journey. It's just, he's just such a fabulous guy. And, and like we, we mentioned about Jacques, um, maybe being misunderstood. I think I really felt for Chappies. He really was misunderstood in this game by other contestants. And like I said so many times, he's got such a good heart. And I really, I could empathize with him because he, yo, he had some tough times there and he just stayed calm and he just, um, like, bit the bullet and he, and he just remained true to himself. And I've got immense respect for him because you, you get to a point where people can only say so many horrible things about you and you'll crack. And, and he took it on the chin and I've, I've got the world's respect for him. So he's my king, the king to my, uh, the queen of season eight is <laughs> my chap chapels. I, I, I want to ask you, I think that's, I mean, I like how you put that there, but for me, I feel like, your gameplay, what I loved about your gameplay is you did the decision, you made the decision early on. You're going to sw switch between different alliances, see what worked for you best. You weren't just going to stick to someone out of blind loyalty and you know that helped you. But there's always a risk at some point that it's going to backfire because people are going to say you're not trustworthy and you're going to get painted with this brush. And it almost seemed like at the merge, you were coming right, you were doing the right thing, but it was the, the, this relationship the, that you formed with Chappies that somehow was the... I don't know, integral part to the backfire of the, the other social relationships you had. I don't know. That's the perception I got from watching it. I don't know how true that is, but maybe you can elaborate on that. Yeah, we, we kept our relationship, I think, um, undercover a lot because Chappies was always on a mission somewhere trying to find facial muscles or whatever. So it wasn't as noticeable, but I, I do think I, I probably was quite vocal. I remember after the... Um, the merge vote, uh, when we got back to camp, people were very angry, obviously angry with me, um, but also angry with the fact that I didn't vote him out uh, because in their eyes, they didn't have respect for him. And then I stood up for him. Uh, there was, I stood up for him and, and there I drew a line in the sand. So, yeah, it, it's, but I mean, again, uh, I don't know if I'm answering your question. Sorry. When it comes to Chappies, it's, yeah. <laughs> 
It's it's all over. Like, I, I guess I guess all I'm asking is is there something or somewhere I know you you formed a relationship from from a strategic point of view you formed a relationship with him but him being target number one from day one I don't think was helpful to your cause to go further in the game or was it? I didn't see stuff that way. I don't know if if you no I I don't think because, it because you, you, you were close with Kieran to a certain extent. Yeah, I was very close Yeah, and that somehow, it seemed like the closer you got with Chappies from what we saw, the the more there was a wedge between you and Kieran, unless you were never part of Kieran's sort of idealistic picture from the onset, and that just came out as the days wore, wore on. Yeah, I was, I don't think it was ever anyone's uh, person. I, that's like I, I, I was really friends with everyone, and that's what made the so-called flip-flopping so easy because I really had genuine connections with everyone, and that's why they trusted me, and and why I managed to to hurt them so badly because there was real feelings involved. Yeah, I think um, I don't know. Chappie's also kind of played an individual game. This this question, yeah, I don't know how to to answer. Maybe sorry, Claudia. Maybe Marion can help me. I. Um, I'm at a bit of a loss for words on this one. Uh, I never actually thought about this. I've I've had so many interviews today. No one's asked that specific question, but I um I don't know. I would have I would have still. I mean, Chappies and I's relationship was so close that I. But I always told people we are close as people, but we don't necessarily play the same game. It's not a given that I always do whatever Chappie says and it's a package deal. Uh, so you're maybe closer to the end people notice that it was probably a package deal. I don't know if that answers your question. No, I think it's a good good effort, good job. And I also oh, think yeah, that sorry. the package deal was revealed on uh, like a couple of tribal councils from what we could see. Marion, is there anything else or anything you want to really find out that you just have no idea? Something is scratching your head and you were like, we've got something here, let's find out. Um. Before I just say, before, I just need to say that, like, Chappie's done a much better job than I would ever be able to do if, like, people were nasty to me and putting me down. Like, I would have pro- probably just probably moved someone and be sent off the island. So, um, at the start of the season, I wasn't really a Chappie's fan. Um, and I, I was not very vocal about it, but I, I did put it out there. But, um, after re-watching the previous two episodes, um, I actually sent out a tweet and I was like, I'm a Chappie's fan. And rightfully so, because he deserves it. And and I think just the way that he carried himself and handled himself, especially with like the name calling and like Titan being so, there's no other word, but disgusting towards Chappie's. Um, like he really carried himself so well and I need to commend him for that because if it was me and I was getting all that hate it would have been a different story <laughs> so yeah so well done to Chappies for that he did he did carry himself well and uh, we, we got a nice question incognito asking who's the better duo Chappies and Santony or Marion and Shay I feel like <laughs> it's a big question on the show this evening um maybe the four of us will just have to come together on all stars and make an awesome foursome Beware anyone um, thinking of of joining the All Stars cast. We'll take them out, Six Love. That'll be so much fun, man. (laughs) I'd love that. For for all the viewers who do come on live, 
if you're paying special attention, well, what I'm getting from all of this is there's a potential all-star season on the horizon. We've already got a, a pre-game alliance getting thrown out here. We've gotten previously Jean and, Anel, uh, and uh, Anesu, sorry, who've also been speaking pre-game. So, I mean, we, we're in for something. If you want pre-game strategy, it's all live on TNO. Santoni, what is the best moment for you on this island? The best, best moment that no one can ever take away from you? Okay, uh, so the moment um, on the island, I've said it a bunch of times in, in the interviews today, was I'm not like a, a spice person, so I'm not used to winning. I'm kind of always the loser when it comes to like team sports, sports for that matter. So our first, um, uh, in the Vuna tribe, our first tribal immunity when Anesu did that puzzle I mean, it's the first taste I ever had of like victory uh, in, in capacity. So that was for me really one of the things I will never forget. Obviously, my sister uh, this week, and there's a bunch of highlights. I must say, when you're there the first day and you see old Nico and hears his voice, I mean, that will always also be on our highlight list. I'm fangirling a little bit. <laughs> How good has he gotten every season? Uh, he just gets better and better. Was it just me? Yeah? Not only does he become a better presenter, he also just like ages so well. And he just gets hotter every season. Like, oh, he's divine. The Greek, the Greek demigod <laughs> is what you're saying. If, I mean, if you don't like the gameplay, at least go there for the presenter. He's, he's good to look at, apparently. Um, <laughs> This question is interesting. Paul. Paul was close to Chappies. He got voted out. Chappies had to change his game plan a little bit. Santony, what is your impression of Paul? I actually loved Paul. I really thought he was hilarious. I could not get enough of Paul. The, uh, not a lot of that part of Paul was shown. Um, but Paul, I don't think, ever really uh, liked me that much. Uh, so I don't think the feeling was mutual, but I really love Paul. I did. I'm going to put it out yeah. here on TNO. In his exit interview, you mentioned uh, if he could tell anything to us back at camp, he would tell me I actually gained weight just to make me feel bad. So, sorry, Paul. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. uh, but other than that, Paul is actually, like, I mean, he's a funny guy. Um, but I actually, um, I'm kind of over it. So I remember the funny, funny, quirky Paul. I do, I want to put something out there and it's probably going to be controversial, but as a producer, mm -hmm. um, I really would bring someone like, um, a Paul back in a returnee season because he would have literally burned down our shelter if we if we voted off Chappies that night, he literally would have, he, he would create so much chaos. Luckily, we didn't allow him to get poor, but I'm kind of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he was another one who sat in the seat here, and when I got to know him, I was just so so intrigued. I was like, this, this is such a such a gem, gem of a person. Um, shout out! I don't know, Marion, did you ever watch Dinosaurs growing up? No. <laughs> Look at the baby sitting there on TNO making an appearance. Oh, Not yes, mine. yes. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> now I know what I'm talking about. Something <laughs> by any chance, are you selling those? Or is that your personal? Uh, I've got like three or four of them that I'm keeping. It's like my little pension fund. Hopefully they're going to be worth some <laughs> uh, some money one day. Uh, yeah, but let's see. Okay, I'll make a deal with you, Claudia. This is on yep. record. 
Okay. If Larue Andre, if you're listening, if I get invited to go back on All Stars, I will give you one of the the baby Sinclairs. No, Brenda, you might as well just post it to him right now. <laughs> oh wow, really? <laughs> From a Come legal on. perspective, she didn't specify names, Anthony. So she said you. So I'm going to claim that's coming to me, if even if she gets produced, and that's that, that's that's on record. <laughs> yeah. No, Brenda, like. Santoni is well should there ever be an yeah. all-star like there's so many from especially season eight um that could be cast again mm. um so but definitely like I think Santoni would probably be season eight's like if they had to choose a female from season eight it would be Santoni hands down yeah I, yeah I couldn't disagree I agree with that more but seeing as we're talking about the cast, and it, like you said, it's a difficult one because if, if that does happen in the future, it's going to be difficult. They're going to give the production a serious, serious headache. But, Santony, from your perspective, the castaways that you played with this season, and it didn't have to be on a personal level, who stood out for you and who just hasn't? Who was the, the best of the best and who was pretty, pretty low down there for you? Sorry, I, I broke up a little bit. Please just repeat the last part. I was saying from, from a castaway perspective on the season, who was the best of the best for you and who was the worst? And it can be for any reasons. It can be from a personal level. It can be from a strategic level. It can be from anything. Oh, Claudia, you're setting me up here. You're setting me up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll go there. I'll go there. The best of the best is my old Mr. Chappies. And I also think Kieran is, is up there. From a fan point of view, it's um, Kieran is an impeccable player, and Chappies is just making the best TV ever, and he was just like fun to be around him, and I love him. Uh, people like Sean and Amy and Carla is also quite high on that list. I mean, I obviously don't want to leave anyone out, but those are the people that come to mind. Um, oh, you know what? I'm just gonna say it for me. Um, Nothing personal, maybe just a personality clash um, would probably be Warda at the bottom there. And um, Anela, just because of, of this last vote maybe, and because he was actually really never really with me. So, yeah, um, I don't know. From a gameplay point of view, yeah, I think it's kind of, yeah, I don't know. I think I didn't answer your question. I'm going to be in so much trouble <laughs> I think uh, Chris Dixon puts it nicely. He says, not only setting up pre-game alliances, but pre-game rivalries. And maybe that's kind of what we're getting from a TNO perspective. Marion, who do you have on your list, out of curiosity? Um, best of best and worst of worst? Same question? Yep. Yes, yes. Exactly um, the same. I think best of best, hands down, Kieran. Um, he's... Like, the boys playing in, like, 2052. I think Kieran <laughs> is... Um, like he's just the way that he reads the game like how patient he is um, you can clearly see without a doubt like if you are a real survival fan that he's definitely the brains behind his duo with Tyson um, I can kind of see that like a lot of the information or things that are being done is coming from Kiran um, so I have to say Kiran um, who else did I really like I really liked Renier. Um, obviously, Santoni, but now I'm just going to be biased. <laughs> um, 
is definitely for me, especially in the last two, three episodes, um, worst of the worst, maybe Anela, just because like, again, why did you sign up for Survivor and what was last night about? And then I think that's going to be a big question the- for me, Marion. I'm going to write that down. Marion asked the question, why did you sign up for Survivor? And we're going to lead <laughs> with that one. I think when he comes onto the show, uh, Marion, um, yeah, but keep going, keep going. And then I think worst of worst, um, maybe just because of an edit and I know the way that you are portrayed on the show is not necessarily who you are in real life. And I'm like mm-hmm. the poster child for that, for that slogan. But I think maybe Pinty, she just came off like very aggressive and yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, we got We got someone from Brazil coming in. Um, saying Santini, amazing, amazing player, amazing TV. Love you. I don't know if do you speak any Portuguese, Santini. Oh no, you're gonna have to teach me. Okay, so you're gonna just say, just say muito obrigado. Just say, go with that one. Muito that obrigado. One. Oh, I mean, you kind of did make it sound Japanese a little bit, but I liked it. I'm gonna count down <laughs> to three. I'm gonna count down from three, and as soon as I get down to one, we're gonna do a little samba dance for everyone. You ready? Just to celebrate the fact that we got someone from Brazil watching this. Okay, okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> so, big question here. And I think this is for viewers that just want to know how the game mechanics work and not necessarily in terms of strategy, but production and how they think things through. The family visit. How much choice do you have in terms of your sister coming or your mother coming or your partner coming or whatever the situation is? How does that process work out of curiosity? Yeah, so in our case, you had to nominate, um, I think, two two or three people. So, yeah, my partner is very shy. So she was like, I, I wouldn't do that to her. Uh, and my sister is just such a massive Survivor fan. She's probably a bigger Survivor fan than I am. So she was, it was just kind of a no-brainer. Uh, <laughs> quoting Nicole again. Um, yeah, so, and I can't remember. I don't know if I had a third person on there. Yeah, so I think you, you put um, up those three. Uh, I know, I mean, some people expected other people to rock up there, but I, I knew from the beginning it was going to be my sister or I was holding thumbs. Yo, was that conversation had afterwards? Like, oh, man, I actually wanted so-and-so to come and, you know, I got my, my sibling or... Oh, fuck, man, you make me talk too much. Um <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, there was, I mean, I, I'm sure um, it's uh, people uh, like Nicole won't mind me uh, saying this and, and, and maybe Kieran as well. I mean, they both obviously would have, first choice would have been their, their partners. Um, but I think that it was just as fabulous having their siblings there, like it was for me. So, but I mean, no, no disappointment. Just, I think you, you miss your, your other half. Eh? That's why I bought that letter also. Yeah, makes sense. So is that production then just saying, you know, I think this might work better? Was it possibly comes down to the availability of the person? Or? Oh, no, I, it was totally, I think, availability. Oh, no, I don't think production interferes there. Yo, so then they've got serious questions to ask of their, their partners. <laughs> that's that's oh, what man. I'm saying. <laughs> Nicole, Nicole's um, boyfriend is a rugby player. He had to play a rugby match. So, okay. and I mean, it, it's also difficult in this season with the quarantine and people, I mean, pure things happen. Yep, that's true. That's true. Um, uh, Marion, it's time now. Oh, what did you want to say there, Anthony? Did that cut you off? I don't know. 
I, I'm just rethinking my worst of the worst. I, I, like, <laughs> I kind of kind of feel bad. Can I? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's worst of the worst is not player wise because if it's player wise, water applied very well. It was okay. just a, a. It was a, a personal. Like I put there uh, for a personal reason. Not she's a fantastic player. But yeah, please, can you, Marion? I don't know if you want to maybe lead to the question and then Santini follows because she came on here last week saying she was a fantastic player, saying you know she was in the background doing things that we did not see. So maybe I don't know, Marion, you you can give your perception of how you think she did, and then Santini can elaborate on why she says that's what there was such a good player. Because I I think she was a good player, but like I said, we didn't see that. Yeah, I think what a lot of people need to remember when watching Survivor is you have two film crews rotating on your island 24-7. So you are filming for like a million hours and we get to see five minutes. So um, who you are on the screen, like I said before, it's not necessarily who you are in real life. And also you might be making all the moves or pulling all the strings um, and you generally won't get that edit. Um, so I wasn't really a big Warda fan. I also didn't mind her. Um, so yeah, like I, I, she's, she's in the middle for me. Like I wasn't a, like a big Warda fan, but I also really, really didn't mind her. She definitely held her own. Um, I liked that she was very vocal at tribal and like she didn't mince the words and, um, yeah, I liked that about her that she, she came off, like she said what she wanted. Um, so I commend her for like having a voice and not just like falling into the background. But I definitely don't think that Wada was uh, necessarily being dragged by like a Tyson or a Kiran. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh So yeah, I also watched last week's episode. Uh, Wada had some beautiful uh, choice words uh, for a few. But you only popped up right at the end. Yeah, it only popped up. You're sneaky right at the end. Well, I was on there the whole time. I just yeah. like I just. But but right to come in. No, she had some choice words. I'm not um, actually going to go there because I do, I do think really Warda um, was she was a really strong player, and she did not necessarily get the credit um, that was due to her. Um, uh, she she was actually more um, pulling Tyson. To be totally honest, he's going to hate that I say this, but and maybe he'll he'll admit it. But she she was the Tyson whisperer. She was uh, Tyson and uh, Kieran both. Uh, not Tyson and Kieran. Warda and Kieran both um, helped Tyson a lot by by um, being a buffer for him and and yeah, you know, they did a lot of the strategy personally from my point of view in the game. And that's why when Chappie suggested that we vote for Tyson. Um, Warda kind of made it out as if, if it was a bit of an emotional vote. But for me, it was really a vote where I thought Warda was a stronger competitor compared to Tyson. And that's why I made, uh, I, I made that call, because I really believed that she was. Um, and Tyson would be nothing kind of without Warda and without Kiran. So you're cutting off one of his legs. That is interesting. That is because I mean, from a gameplay, the game mechanic play, finding idols, doing wallet challenges, it seems like he's on top of the game. So, you saying, I mean, also from a personal one on one side, what you can see is if he doesn't want to play with you, he shuts it off immediately. And from your self awareness, 
you completely read the situation when something was up in terms of your name possibly getting thrown out there for last night's episode, as an example. So is that like the, the core weakness to, to Tyson's game, the social part? Oh, definitely. And I think uh, Tyson will actually admit that. Um, yeah, I mean, you see in this week's episode, when I mm. tell my sister, when Tyson saw his, his friend, that's the first time I saw Tyson smile. You yeah. see that in the subtitles. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I it, it, it sometimes uh, I don't want to badmouth anyone, but it was sometimes like a grumpy old man uh, when he wasn't in the mood. But I actually, I really have a soft spot for for Tyson. We we cuddled together a bunch of nights because because he snored and with that deep voice, um, I always said he he doesn't snore, he purrs, and mm. and Tyson. Loved washing his hands, so he always made me like put water on his hands so he could wash his hands. So, got a soft spot for him, but I don't think the social game was his strongest um, um, attribute in in his game, and that's just from my point of view. I can only talk for myself. Hmm. Uh, Marion, you, 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 I don't know what we call that facial expression, but the bottom lip went. What are you thinking? What are you thinking there? This this happened on my season. Like I, it's my facial expressions that need deliverance, not my tongue. Um, I think so. With with Tyson, it's very like up in the air. Like I know that he he refers to himself as the Idol King. I don't necessarily see that because the only reason he found an idol is because Santoni passed the message through Paul, who passed it to Tyson. Um, it's, so. That, that title of the Idol King doesn't really resonate with me because, like, he, he wasn't physically looking for idols or clues before then. Or maybe he was and it just wasn't shown on the edit. And also, like, being an ex-survivor castaway, like, I can see that a lot of what is happening is Kiran pulling the strings or, like Santoni said, Warda pulling Tyson or whispering sweet nothings in Tyson's ear and kind of leading him in a direction. Um, and I think Tyson not being a super fan or even a fan of the game played in his favor. Mm. Because I think when you're a massive fan of the show, even a super fan, it can be to your detriment. So I think mm. when you whisper sweet nothings in Tyson's ear, he doesn't generally know what could happen based on previous seasons or scenarios. So that makes him fearless. And and one one nice thing I can say about Tyson is that he's fearless and I like that mm. about him. And I think it comes from him not being such a fan of the game. Um, mm. But I'm just, I'm not a Tyson fan. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. You don't have to stand someone if you don't feel it. Yeah. I'm not a Tyson fan. I don't have anything bad to say about him. And I think like I'm, <laughs> I just pre-season like his, his interview and his reasons for entering Survivor, just like, it made me cringe. And, and ever since then, I, I, yeah, I'm just not a Tyson fan. That's and, okay. and, and That's he has millions of fans. And, yeah, um, yeah. nothing personal, though. Yeah. Uh, interesting comment that you're saying not being a fan helped him in the game. And I don't think he's the only one. If we look in the top six, I don't think Anele was the exactly <laughs> quote-unquote super fan sort of vibe. I don't think Nicole is either. So you got Tyson. So at least three of the remaining five aren't. And to a certain extent, maybe the paranoia does get the best of someone who does love the show dearly. And if you just go in there with an attitude, I don't give a shit, it might, it might help you better. I don't know what you think, Santini. 
Yeah, I do think if you're a massive fan, it really can count against you, like we saw with Tina and with Jason. I really think it's it's something because you want it so badly, you don't want to mess it up, that you put all, you put all this pressure on yourself that um, you know, it kind of sinks you before you even started. But how did you balance it then? I don't know. I'm a bit of an airy-fairy kind of a thinker. So, I, I mean, I'm not as big in the survivor community like Jason and Dino that, that really felt like they had a lot to prove because Dino also entered a bunch of times. It did go through my mind, but I had to consciously switch it off because I've watched too many Survivor seasons where I see that happen to super fans or, or big fans. And I really was conscious of, of not overthinking it too much. Um, and I think it would have been different if I got on when I entered the first time. I think I, I've grown as a person and as a fan of the game so much. So, yeah, I, I, I really had to be conscious of it. That's awesome. But Shout it out did to help. Yeah. yeah. It, it did help that I found that even Immunity Island on Immunity Island, because that gives you a, a little bit more uh, freedom to play. You've got, you've got an idol in your back pocket. And like you said, ticking off bucket lists. I, I just want to say a shout out to Tato here, who comes on every week and says, when, some, when he says something he likes, the castaway says, from a strategic point, he says, noted. I'm taking notes. So, so I think, I think uh, Tato, you're learning some things here from Santini as well. Don't come in too hard. Don't get too overthinking yeah. things. Um, Santini, you mentioned the, the snoring part of Tyson's game. Forget about everything else. Um, in this episode, Kieran says, he tells his sister, this is where I snuggle the shit out of uh, Nicole. I think that those are his words. In terms of the, the sleeping routine and pattern, was there a set like sort of, pre-conversation that said, okay, we're gonna, I'm going to sleep there. This is my spot now. I'm going to cuddle next to this person or this person or this person. And you just naturally, does this not like reflect through the game if this does happen in terms of your alliances? No, it's very weird. Um, people loved cuddling with me. I remember um, after the second drive swap when, when I was with Ty uh, Tyson again, he's like, oh, I forgot how warm you are. I think it was Anela. They, they, I mean, I, I obviously really had a lot of body heat. So it's, it's funny how people slept compared to their alliances. But Joy, your spot was your spot, especially like mine. I'm like Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. Do not get out of my spot. Um, it was a fight. Uh, I always offered to sleep at the end so that I, I take more wind in or whatever. I always volunteered that. Um, but someone like Anesu, she was a, she was a jumper. Because uh, after the merge, we, we had, um, the sleeping bag, a blanket, and a mosquito net, and then nothing. So yeah. it moved every night, the blanket and the, the sleeping bag. And Anesu literally moved with the blanket. So <laughs> uh, she, she was a mover. But the rest of us pretty much stayed in place. But it was a tight fit. I don't know, Marion, in case you had any doubts that Santoni is really the sunrise, I mean, she just brings the, the heat in, in the cuddling sort of situation in the <laughs> evening. So I think that just, you know, cements that fact. Um, we've got a question here with regards to the pronunciation of your name. Can you please correct us here? Is it Santoni? 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 I don't know. How do, we, how do we actually say your name properly? You know what? Just go listen to how Nico says it. He says it better than I can say it, but I'll try Santoni. Hey, but I, 
I like it when people vary out my name. I don't know, you guys must go back to the footage. In, the, in my pre, or I think that first day when Nika asked my name, I'm like, I'm Santoni. So I don't even know how to pronounce my own name on a good day. <laughs> Marion, do you ever have that problem? All the time. All the time. Like my name is Maddie. Oh, and see, like, I'm getting it wrong. All the, like you have, but it's okay. I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so how do you say yours probably? Marion. 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 Am I like saying Marian correctly? Marion from Robin Hood. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Nice. Now, now go ahead and try and pronounce my name. Let me, let me hear the variations here. Claudio. Cloud, Claudio. So I like to say Claudio. I, I, I pronounce it Claudio. Oh, I okay. It's wrong. I know it's wrong, but I like. How do we pronounce it? So, Claudio. So growing up, I had the same sort of issues as Anthony. Like, you know, I just go with the flow with whatever anyone says. Until one day, I went out as a high school student trying to pick up some ladies. And I was like, this is my name. And the lady was like, what a terrible name. Like, she doesn't know how to pronounce it. And from that day, I said, you know what? You're going to say it like you'd say it in Portuguese. And that's how I pronounce my name every day, every day since. And it's like, it's Claudio. Claudio, if you can't say it. And okay. people struggle. Yeah, and people struggle. Claudio. So think of a cloud. Think of a cloud and think of you. And then smash them together and Claudio. say Claudio. Yes, Claudio. there we go. Claudio. You say Dino's name so nicely. Just say Dino. Dino, yeah. Dino, Dino, yeah. Dino Paolo. <laughs> I love it when you say Dino. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to tell him that again. I'm going to say hey, Dino and then Marion. Marion can also say Dino. Um, okay. Um, comments. I know we're getting a lot of comments. Um, with regards to watching the show back and we observing everything and you see what people have actually said that you had no idea that they've said these things about you. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, I want to say you're carrying yourself very well, Santini. If I mean, I saw people say certain things about me, I'd be like, hey, you know, kind of somewhat a fix the relationship I think I had with this person. And Marion, Marion, the same thing from your side as to how much does it affect that relationship or doesn't it? Has enough time passed? You can go first, Marion. Marion. Uh, <laughs> you see, for myself, um, like, I'm the type of person I don't really take things personally. Like, we'll fight now, and literally, like, five minutes later, we'll we'll be friends again. Um, so, also, like, I, I do understand that, like, being on the island literally can make you, like, psychotic and emotional, and it can put you all over the place, and you tend to say things that you don't mean. Um, mm. So, yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't really remember anyone really saying anything bad about me on my season, but pre-season when the show was airing, like that hit hard. Um, mm. Like there was a lot of mis, like I was just so misunderstood. Like I'm still the most, the biggest villain in South African history. And like, I just don't get that. Like, I don't understand it. I think for me personally, the worst thing I did was like roll my eyes. Um. <laughs> So I, I really don't get why I'm a villain. And I promise you, like, I'm probably nicer than 90% of these people that have played the game. And it's just, I really wish that, like, Survivor can be filmed in a 24-hour 7 format so that, like, you can see your favorites. Hmm. Yes. Some of them ain't shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think... Um, 
number one, if you're going to play Survivor, you need to have a, a thick skin and you need to know that um, you need to be so confident in who you are that other people's opinion about you don't rock you. And I think Santoni, like, she really handled that well, especially while now, while the show's airing. Mm. Um, yo, thank you, Marion. Um, for me, I, I honestly, I'm kind of used to it. Um, one day you guys will see my audition video. I know people either love me or they hate mm -hmm. me. Uh, there's really no in between because I am just polarizing you. I, I mean, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, so I, I don't get bugged by those things. Uh, I must admit. I, I did, the times when I did get hurt was the times when Kieran said something bad about me because uh, I never saw that coming. He never led on um, his real feelings at all. And that, again, is what makes him such a good player. But the rest of the people, I kind of got the vibes. Uh, but, but Kieran was a big shock. And I'm going to lie if I, if I tell you didn't hurt because uh, I just, in my eyes, like he was just the most fabulous guy ever. So it's it's a bit painful to to see that the feeling wasn't necessarily mutual. But again, like Marion said, you're tired, you, you're oversensitive, everyone's like heightened. But yo, um, even thinking of that now, I'll kill him, you know, but I'm, it's all good now. It's all good now. Yeah. <laughs> Incognito saying, um, Marion, I think it's because you and Shane stole that person's idol, which which is an interesting question. The theft that happened on this season, do you not like these people now? And also what I want to think about you is do you not think for what you did in the game, you are just a victim of the, the and I say victim in a loose loose sense, but I'm saying in terms of when the, the show was actually aired in terms of the educated Survivor fan watching it. Also certain things were misinterpreted in a... In a Absolutely. In a so firstly, incognito, I did not the idol like i just i don't know where people come on this this notion that i stole the idol so what had happened is <laughs> had this, you know, here we go coming to live on tlo breaking news after all these years go ahead <laughs> i find me on my platform um so what had happened is Corne gave Jenna this hat, but he made it so obvious. And he's like i put something in there i put something special in there and i was just like are you dumb like how are you going to say that in, in front of me of all people? So anyway, we get back to camp and I tell Shane, listen, Jenna is an idol. Let's um, vote David out. So David was the vote. Jenna will flush her idol. We won't sleep. We'll go and we'll find the idol the next day. Stephen, Mr. Than Thou, decides he's going to take Jenna to the water well. And then Shane just stole the idol and he shows it to me. <laughs> And I was like, why did you steal our idol? We just needed to know where the idol was. So I didn't steal the idol. And I think um, something else I just want to say, I think like I, I played Survivor in the wrong era. I played it yeah. when, you know, we were all watching Russell Hans on TV as super fans and, and big fans of the game. Mm. And I loved players like Russell and Poverty and Boston Rob and, like people who made big moves. So, and Santony, latest addition to that list, big move players. You know, in the future. Um, so, I played in a time where South Africans were not very aware of Survivor and they were incredibly 
like conservative, but I also think even in today's day and age when a female strategic or she doesn't like mince words or she doesn't hold back, then she's either like a bitch or she's conniving or she's this or she's that. But if a male does it, then he is holier than thou. And, and that's just like bullshit. Like the minute a female is strong and she wants to be strategic and, and all of these things, um, it's frowned upon. But for example, if a male does the exact same thing, then he's like, he's the man. And I mean, Shane physically stole the idol, but he didn't get backlash at all. So mm. no, incognito, I didn't steal the idol, but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. getting it off my chest thank That's you for amazing the after all these news <laughs> after all these years sorry the news the the, the breaking news it finally came out there now i want to ch chat on the <laughs> chappies my, you said so on the show uh santony he got the hat trick he got the hat trick on survivor which is some feat but i can tell you something he has not gotten and that is the the hat trick of tno golden spears and it's about that time that you are the first person in TNO history to get a hat-trick of Golden Spears. And that, by the way, is given to people that come onto the show who nominate their Golden Spears and then also to the people that vote on Twitter. So congratulations on your Golden Spear hat-trick. We might as well announce that. There we go. So good. Hey. Yeah. You broke up a bit, but uh, I'm clapping. Okay, good. <laughs> How did I get a hat-trick? Yeah. Yes. What? Yay! Yeah. That is so cool. You see, yeah, I'm just winning, man. I'm loving. Not keep. I mean, you know what I mean. Like, I don't know. That sounded so bad, but uh, uh, you know. Wow! So I got a hat trick. That's flipping amazing. I feel so honored. I think I'm Yo, gonna make a, a T-shirt like a Golden Spear hat trick, like champ. I don't know something like. that. I like that. I think we can work together on that one. While we saw this one, the the queen of this season saying the lovely words behind me, which by the way was given to us on Twitter by I think his name's Fadil. So shout out to Fadil. Okay, but it is time for Golden Spear, and this is the part of the show where we nominate the players that made the best move for the episode, and hence you know the possibility of them winning Golden Spear. So that being said, Santoni, can you please tell us who your nominations are for this episode? Uh, I, I honestly only have one nomination for the Golden Spear, and, and that is Nicole. The reason being is she was, uh, she was part of one plan, and then um, she obviously got the information from Anela, and then she was keen to play that move. It was a logical move, and she was going to put her, her name on, on the chopping block by being part of that move. So I, I kind of respect the balls that she had to do it. Um, and and no, I, I really, I think she did very well in this episode. Obviously, you can say Chappie's winning, winning um, immunity and the reward. But I would really nominate um, Nicole. It's probably a controversial um, nomination, maybe, but I really do. I, I did like how she played this episode. Mary? Um, I'm going to give it to Chappies. Okay. Um, just because he was smart, um, not obviously, comp I think like had perhaps Kieran competed in that challenge with him, Kieran would have stood a very good chance. Mm. Um, so, and also I think Chappies knew if he had lost immunity, he would have gone home. So I'm going to give it to Chappies for saving himself 
another day because like his head was like number one on the chopping block. Okay. And question I want to ask the both of you, the, the, the reward he gets from that challenge, the first one, what do we think about that in terms of being able to, you know, reduce the people he challenges into the next immunity challenge? It really does favor an athletic play in sort of the game. Also gives the outside players a chance, you know, maybe to cause a huge upset. But what do we think about the game mechanic? Everyone getting their loved ones and then this, this player getting a huge advantage in the game for immunity, an athletic player, so to speak. Um, I, I don't mind the twist. I think it was just a little bit too late in the game. I think like if the twist is like the first or second vote after merge, mm. then then maybe. Um, but I think so far in the game, it's a, a pretty much like a disadvantage to a lot of people. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I didn't have much of an issue with that. Obviously, I got to, to compete. But I think because it was a loved one's um, uh, uh, reward, everyone was playing their hearts out in any way, like they would have played if it was for immunity. So um, I I don't know. I, I, I haven't actually – it comes up quite a lot now on social media, that whole twist. Um, mm. And in the game, none of us actually really discussed that. None of us really thought it was an issue because I think everyone was so grateful to get the opportunity to have their loved ones at camp uh, that it, it was really in the game. It wasn't such a big issue than what viewers are actually seeing because we were so in it. I mean, now if you look at it, I mean, I can mm. understand people's frustration, but I don't think it was such a big deal for us. But I, can't, I can only speak for myself. But yeah. Well, let's, let's reverse the roles here for a second. Uh, We've got a bunch of people. They all get their family members. They're all super chuffed with that. We've got members in the in the alliances that are certainly like comfortable going. We don't actually, you know, it's not ideal for chappies to win this thing, but you know, we can still make a plan otherwise because we've got the numbers. But let's say a player like Chappies doesn't win this one and he's he's not able to compete in the challenge. Then you've got a whole situation that plays into the advantage of an athletic player who gets completely removed. So say he wasn't athletic, but say for example in your situation if Tyson had won or Kieran had won and they didn't take you, how would you have felt from that perspective not being able to be given a chance to save your life in the game? You know what? I mean, I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not wired that way. I personally think, like someone said earlier, Survivor is not fair. It's mm -hmm. not fair. And there's so many things that happen that's not fair. And then if you go back and you blame every little twist, every little thing, I mean, it's just the Faisal thing. That is part of Survivor. I mean, in the finale, when John spoke about luck, a big yeah. part of Survivor is luck. Sometimes it's on your side, sometimes it's not. But I, I personally, uh, I, I don't like people, like, uh, like for arguments like the Thai destinies, it's also very controversial. But, I mean, so is so many things, like what happened to Dino with the tribe swap. So um, these things happen, and I and I I don't know. I don't think it's it's good to harp on those kinds of things because a lot goodness. of people. Ma Marian, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get some spice out of Santini, and she's just being so good about this whole situation. It makes it very <laughs> difficult. Really, yeah. you want spice? Come yeah. on, I can give you spice. But I'm just I'm I'm seriously honest. That's why I think. Yeah. Just so at peace. Uh, yo, I don't know. Uh, I must say, um, 
I, I am seeing on social media some people say uh, Tyson lifted his his sticks um, um, in that challenge, but I don't know. I'm not for <laughs> Marion's the spice man, <laughs> ice queen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just just to to go on the Nicole thing, incognito again coming through with the good comment saying her name hasn't been written down once all season. Um, just another nomination I want to throw out there. And it's not because you're on the show, Santoni, but because of how you're able, the self-awareness as to be able to firstly, you know, come to the consensus saying, listen, if we're going to blindside a player like Kieran, we need to split the vote because of, it just doesn't make sense to throw it all on one. And then being able to read Anela's sort of reactions going, he's not with me. Then being able to read Tyson. So for me, that's a huge part of your game that somewhat gets overlooked largely because you've been, you know, seen as the, the player that just swings, but be able to swing between different relationships. You've got to be very observant. And I think that's a, a huge credit to your game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yes, yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Agreed. I was going to ask you, Marion, what you thought, but there we go. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah. I just agree with everything you said. Wow. I'm quite surprised. To be honest, I thought I literally... I spoke myself, I talked myself into being voted off because Kieran wasn't planning on voting for me. So my big mouth actually, I think, cost me a little bit. That's why I, I wouldn't have thought that I would even be in closely in the running for, for this. But thank you. <laughs> so what we're going to do, because we've got quite a few people online this evening, please tell us who you think is, should, deserves rather the golden, golden spear this evening. I'm going to count down from five, so I'm going to give you time to type. And once I get to zero, Marion and Santoni, please shout out your your golden spear person, candidate. Okay. Five, four, three, two. Oh, and also, you've got to throw the spear, and I need to hear a good sound effect. One. Let's hear it. Chappies. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. We've got Nicole and Chappies. That's, I mean, it's a bit undecided there. We're going to see what people say on the comments. And obviously, we're going to post it on Twitter. And from that, we'll get our actual official Golden Spear. Right, moving along to the Wooden Spoon. This is for the player or person who made the worst move of the episode. I feel like there's an obvious, obvious candidate. So we might as well let Santini open up the floor. Open it up. Let's hear it. Who deserves okay, this? I know, I know who you're going to say is the obvious, uh, the obvious player, and that is Anela. Uh, but mm-hmm. also, I personally think um, a person that, that showed a bit of a crack um, in his perfect game was Kieran. Because mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. that tribal, Kieran um, got very overwhelmed with his emotions. And I think his emotions actually made him change his vote um, from Nicole uh, to me. And I think from a strategic point, he had a good point of rather getting rid of Nicole because she's a physical threat and rather to keep me. And I think he, that wasn't a very good move. And that's why, for me, it, it's between Anela and, and Kiran. And I think with Anela, um, you kind of, you, we are expecting this from Anela, where I was, I was never expecting Kiran to actually make such a big mistake because he's played such a perfect game in my eyes. Marian? Anela. Um, <laughs> for so many reasons, um, he had the potential to possibly pull off the biggest move of the season blindsiding Kieran, and that would have been 
huge on his resume and it would also mm-hmm. just have put him in a Survivor South African Wall of Fame. Um, and then Anela again for not being able to comprehend what Santoni was explaining and thinking that it was complicated the way she was explaining splitting the votes. Like it wasn't rocket science. And the fact that like he couldn't comprehend such a simple thing that literally overwhelmed him and made him run to Kieran um, <laughs> because it was too complicated. It's just like, no man. It, it was <laughs> See, but how much how much of it was it because it was complicated versus how much it being they're not actually doing what I'm telling them to do and I'm getting frustrated because I'm really trying to make the big move and no one wants to listen. And you know what it felt like? It felt like that kid who goes to a playground who has the ball and says, everyone, let's play. You know, it's my ball, my rules. And then everyone starts changing the rules and that kid goes, no, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is my ball. I'm taking it away and therefore no game. That's, that's what it felt like. <laughs> That's classic way of explaining it's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I just want to say, my obvious pick wasn't Anela. This might come to shock, might be a shock, but it was Peter. It was Nicole's uh, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we can look outside the game because it's technically part of the game, influence the game. I mean, do you not, what did you tell your loved one when she came on, your sister? Did you like say, you know, you're still playing the game? Was she very aware of the fact that? You know, the alliance is happening here. I need to toe the line with what and who I say things to. Uh, I, I only got part of that question, but yeah, I don't know. I've got a different opinion about this whole idol thing. At least he knew where it was, um, which was a which was a benefit to him. It's like that pizza report. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's actually a good nomination, Peter. That's actually a very good uh, nomination because he could have just jumped up there like um, Renee did with Marisha's idol and just snatched it away uh, from Kieran. Uh, so, yeah, maybe he's a, he's a good choice, but I don't think any anyone can actually, now that Marion has also said, um, what she thought, no one can really get to our Anela like royally screwed things over there. Yeah. And and his stubbornness and the, the ego involved in, in that decision. Kind of, I mean, that's like, you need to put his face on a wooden spoon for, for that. Put his face on a t-shirt and, and the caption like, Anela, why did you end the survivor? <laughs> <laughs> wow. If if you if you would buy that shirt, please tell us, and Santini will probably put that together. Just ask. Oh, I don't know. Possibly. Be yeah. Uh, maybe we could have it for the finale. Everyone could wear it. Yeah. That is a good um, one. Um, thinking about the whole Peter thing. I mean, if I were him, if I were the loved one, I probably would have been like, Karen, is that the idol? So, yep. I would. Have, okay. Cool. Cool. Got it. And say thanks, and then run off and giving it to Nicole. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Can you imagine seeing that play out? Okay. Um, this, this move from Anela's game, a really poor one. How much do we think this is going to harm his game moving forward? I can see Anela making it to the final three, mm. but not getting any votes. Mm. So I don't. I think at this point, Anela could potentially be a final three candidate, but like the Can we just say this whole the the Rao thing? The way his name gets thrown out, if, if you and I international... love like I he he is the nicest person in like in real life. He is 
so sweet. Like, he's so sweet. And you know, again, like, I might meet Anela and Tyson in person, and we might end up being the best of friends. But, uh, yeah. So, in other words, Marion's saying that Anela is the wrong actually trying to play the game, pretty much. Is that that correct? (laughs) No? (laughs) Or did I misread that? (laughs) This is what they say about Pika and Tyson, like... um, Tyson is everything PK wanted to be. Like, okay. Twitter's just some rude man. <laughs> <laughs> no filters on Twitter, that's for sure. Okay, we're going to count down and then give us your, your nomination for the wooden spoon and we will award it. Okay, and also don't forget sound effects. Those are very important on TNO. I can't stress the significance of that. Okay, three, two, one. Anela. <laughs> ah, Nella, lucky. I kind of feel like everyone watching knew this is exactly where it was headed. Okay, but now it is time to move towards Storms is Brewing. This is where we make our predictions. Obviously, we know to a certain extent Santoni's hands are tied, but it doesn't mean we can't squeeze as much water out of this rock. So, first and foremost, let's start off, Santoni. The relationships yeah. here. We've got five people left. Yeah, I, I think... Uh... This vote was a big eye-opener for Nicole, and I'm just commenting up until this point. I think this vote was a big, big eye-opener for her because she really thought she she had Anela in her corner. So I think that's a big drama uh, that, that might unfold. And you see in the previous on, um, uh, previously on of Next Town Survivor, you see Chappies and Nicole meeting each other for the first time because they're going to have to obviously work together, it seems like. Yeah, and I think, I mean, Anela probably got some brownie points back with his shadow alliance. So I'm not sure what's really going to happen there. But, I mean, Tyson's the kind of guy that if you betray him, uh, he's he's going to keep that grudge, I think. I don't think you get away with, like what happened with Turiso. You, you won't get away with that kind of behavior with, with Tyson. So that's the storms. And then also, I mean, Chappie's... Chappies is Mr. Hattrick uh, immunity challenges. You never know. I mean, there's so many things that can happen. Marin, mm, mm, mm. please elaborate. Um, I think my assumption is that Nicole and Anela align with Chappies and a storm is definitely going to brew. So either King Kitten is going to get voted out um, yo, 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 bold, bold predictions here, ladies and gentlemen. King Kieran, get kicked <laughs> off his throne. <laughs> oh, I, I, I wouldn't put it past Tyson, like even stabbing Kieran in the back and a storm brewing there. Yo, 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 those are some, those are some big predictions. I don't know. You know, I said earlier on in the season, I could see Tyson doing whatever it took, but if he does, who can he socially? You literally said he hasn't been able to play with anyone apart from the alliances. How can he survive if he does that? Unless he does what Chappies' game plan A is, is you know, do well yeah. in the challenges up until now. I, what? Yeah. Tyson speaks a lot about like a resume. And I think maybe in his mind, like getting Kieran off would be like the biggest boss move of the season. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting, but I definitely like I I feel as though like Nicole and Chaffees are going to end up being BFFs um, until they all get to Ponderosa and Chaffees and Santoni are back together, of course. Um, but <laughs> and, and I feel that Anela has 
so much loyalty to Nicole that he would he would just do whatever Nicole says at this point. Also to like redeem himself. Hmm. Okay. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair fair assessment. Uh, I don't know if there's anything I wanted to... I think from, from your points, I know we spoke about Kieran losing his cool. I think that was fascinating throughout the season because, you know, he's been so cool, so calm, so calculated. And now we've seen raw emotion come through to the surface and how much more of that will he be able to contain and how much of that will erupt. And I, I think that's the part that I'm really excited about. Um, but we're getting to that stage now. Final thoughts. Santony, we've got you coming back to Ponderosa. We haven't touched on this. So we might as well see what your final thoughts are. Yeah. What was the reception you got when you walked in there? Oh, oh, it was icy. It was icy. Uh, it was, it was really, it was like walking into hell. <laughs> it was really, uh, there was a lot of anger there. And I mean, I don't blame them at all. Totally valid. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really, it wasn't a fun place when I just got there. But, yeah, I, I had to work hard in Ponderosa to, to mend um, those relationships again. A few people ignored me for a few days. But, yeah, I mean, it's part of life. You have to go and, and, and I mean, that's part of this whole thing. You're going to have to deal with, with those people eventually. So, yeah. yeah, it wasn't fun. So you worked harder in Ponderosa than you did on the island, imagine. Oh, Shaim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good point. Maybe. It, um, but luckily, there was alcohol and cigarettes at Ponderosa that you didn't have on the uh, island. So that helped a little bit. <laughs> Broke down the wall, mate. Breaking down the wall a lot easier. Marion, <laughs> final, final thoughts from your side. Um, I, I don't know. Um, you see, especially with this season, like you think you you know what's gonna happen mm. uh, because you you are so like you're able to read like and edit based on like previous shows, but this this time around, like I'm like I'm very confused. I I think I have a clear idea of who wins, um, mm. but again, like. I don't know. I feel like we are going to get a lot more drama, definitely, coming. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's hard to say, but I definitely feel like we're going to get a lot of drama, firstly. And, um, like, there's definitely a shitstorm brewing that, I, that I'm going to call. Shitstorm brewing. I think that's going to be the name of the next episode. Wow. Shit, you can see it as well. That's great. Shitstorm brewing. That's going to be in the in the yeah. Uh, Tato asking Santini, was your welcoming or should I say um, I don't know cold shouldering at Ponderosa worse than Steffi's? I don't know if you ever got to see that. Oh no, actually I, I didn't. I must go and watch that. Is that going to make me feel better? That that was brutal, absolutely brutal. So I don't know if I've seen you. I haven't seen yours yet, so I'm I'm curious oh. to see how they they compare. I'm not going to watch it. I haven't <laughs> watched them Tony's yet. It's very funny for me because, like, back in my season at Ponderosa, I mean, even when David was voted out, I, like, ran after David and hugged and kissed him. Like, it was just, everyone was, like, it felt like we were, like, at a 60s festival. Everything was just, like, peace, love, and sunshine. Um, <laughs> and, and I know that, like, from season six onwards, apparently, like, um, 
Ponderosa so became a very like hostile <laughs> but uh, bitchy place. But it's so weird when I watch the videos and I hear like Santoni um, speaking about her experience because we didn't experience that in season five. But then again, like we prehistoric, we're like 2013. So we're, like, we're basically like survivor grandparents already. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chris Dixon asking you both a question. When you were voted off, what is the first thing you ate and drank? Um, well, we got like like a sweet little basket in our room. So the first thing I ate was Oreos. Oreos. Oh. Did you have milk uh, in it? Um, I can't remember. We just okay. ate so much. Like all we did was eat. And I think that's why we didn't have time to be like bitchy or nasty. Cause literally like we ate all the time. We didn't, we weren't allowed alcohol though. Only um, final tribal council. They gave us alcohol. So um, I know yeah. like now you like the, the guys <laughs> um, <laughs> get smokes and, and alcohol, but we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't allow any of that. Actually Shane, Managed to get some smokes illegally, but <laughs> me too. Me too. I bribed. <laughs> I bribed some people. I bribed some people. Um, you know, but I was the only like I don't know the the party or not party animal, but everyone else in Ponderosa was constantly like doing the exercises and yoga and were like eating their tuna salads i'm like uh, is it time to have a beer yet because <laughs> yeah that's, just... that's so, um yeah my my first drink was a glass of red wine and i mean we had a, a nice meal you'll see on my video but the first thing that i decided to get myself to eat was a pizza I really am a, I'm a pizza girl and hamburgers. I never used to like hamburgers or eat them as often. But in Survivor, we were dreaming. You see on this episode, me hugging Kieran about the fact that we're going to get a hamburger. So now I'm like obsessed. It's, it's if I can't get enough hamburgers because, you know, those <laughs> my dreams. Um, just to, to wrap up, we've got interesting questions about the jury, a possible bitter jury. Uh, I want to first ask the question as to, from a scale of one to ten, how better do you think, Marion? How better do you think the jury are going to be? And then, Santony, from your side, what was your what was your criteria in terms of when you did have to vote or cast your vote for the winner? Um, I don't really pick much better vibes from the jury. Except maybe from like, I can foresee one person being a better juror. It's not like um, our favorite uh, jury du uh, duo, Metal and, and uh, Jeffrey yes. from last season. Um, but yeah, I can maybe see Warder coming with like a bit of shade or like spice or sass. But um, for the most part, like Marisha and Sean and Amy and Renia, they all seem quite chilled and Anesu. So. I think we'll maybe like have one or two participants that might be a little seer, but otherwise <laughs> they seem quite chilled to me. Uh, from my side, I obviously want someone um, to win that is a good representation of our season and uh, whose game I, it sounds so like fucking standard answer, whose game I, I respected, but kind of, People that stuck to a like a 
a kind of a plan. I don't know. Uh, like people that that went in there and said, "Oh, I want to play this honourable game," and they were very vocal, maybe about that. Mm. Someone that managed to to keep that um, kind of way of playing intact throughout the game is quite impressive because that's something that's very hard to do. Uh, if you if you confess this whole way that you're planning on playing and then to sustain that is something that kind of um, impresses me. And then obviously the moves. I mean, I'm a massive Survivor fan and I want to I wanna see good TV. I want to see good gameplay. And that's kind of the person I would vote for. Obviously the person that everyone at home really wants to win because they played a good game, not just because they're likable um, as, as people. Hmm. I think that's a good answer. <laughs> also got Sean saying, apparently, uh, Najwa saying, Sean said he would have voted for Santoni at Final Tribal Council, which is growth for Sean. I'm <laughs> just putting that out there. Um, now, just to correct you there, I, I don't think it's growth. Uh, Sean is a very good guy. Uh, he really, really um, respects good gameplay. And, and he's also a massive Survivor fan. Uh, and he's a guy that really does respect uh, that kind of game. And he's very fair. So I, I've always seen him that way. Um, it's, so for me, it's, it's like the Sean I know. He doesn't like it when I tell people he's actually a nice guy. He wants people to think he's good. <laughs> I'm not sure if you watched the episode he was on for TNO, but he's also got killer dance moves in case anyone's wondering. So I don't know how much dancing he did at Ponderosa. Oh, yeah. How much dancing did he do? No, he's a fun guy. He was always making us food. And he was he was like the head boy, dad, um, um, vibes in Ponderosa. It was his little mansion. And he made sure everyone was sorted. Nice. Nice. That's why he also came out saying he wants to be a father now, which is pretty interesting. I don't know what kind of seeds everyone planted, but now all of a sudden he's, he's a real care, caretaker. Um, final one, Jeffrey from last season. Is this also, can, would you two bring him into your alliance for an all-star season? Would you bring Jeffrey in? I, I've never met uh, Jeffrey personally. Uh, Marion, I, I don't know. Yeah, I've uh, met him. Look, Jeff's a great guy. Um, yeah, I think I definitely play with Jeffrey. You know, um, Jeffrey's someone that's like, he's up front and he, like he's straight with you. He's not going to like pretend to your face. And I think, like, same for me. Like, you'll know automatically with me if I like you or if I'm not trusting you because my my facial expressions will completely give it away. So I think, yeah, I would I would play with Jeffrey. There's, there's you know, there's quite a few people that like as, even though like I'm a past castaway as like like a super fan is just like, oh my god, I'd love to play with so and so and so, you know, so. Mm. <laughs> I'm the same. I'm the same. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey. I I really have never actually spoken to him. Um, we exchange like one or two voice notes. It's I don't want to say something and and kind of not mean it. So I, I can honestly not make a call on that. I do not have information to answer that question. Sorry for not giving the spice, but um, <laughs> I I can't make a yeah. Someone that I would love to to actually play with is someone like Jean uh, from from season six. I think she's got good insights, eh? No, just as a fan, as a fan, um, from watching her 
her um, Instagram lives. I mean, she just nails um, her perception of this game and especially this season is so spot on. Uh, I do enjoy her because she's also like a fan to the core. Like I, like Marion said, I love like I love fans of the game. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I mean, uh, the list is very long. Yeah. Yep. And there we go. Asantoni wearing her heart or heart being as colorful as the jersey. You know that saying, wear your heart on the sleeve? That, that I think your heart, if we had to color it, it would be the same colors. There we go. Uh, ladies, thank you so much for a fantastic evening. I really enjoyed it. I don't know how you enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? Did you have fun? Was it all you hoped it to be, Santoni? Oh, and so much more. Yes. I, I, yes. <laughs> Come on. I, Thank you. Um, you know what? In a time of, of survival where there's quarantine and there's COVID, uh, it was quite a lonely experience watching Survivor without having the outside world yeah, or doing viewing parties or whatever. And Claudio, Claudio, um, uh, you and all the podcasters really um, helped us cast away a lot. I think me personally to just keep in touch with what people are feeling and what people are thinking. And the time you spend to do these things, uh, I'm so grateful for it because this journey wouldn't have been the same without you. I know it sounds all like but uh, it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're only spitting out the truth, so I'll take that. And even if you're lying to me, I'll still take that. Uh, Marion, what do you think? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um... I don't think that Anila Utai is going to like me much after this. But, um, yeah, it was great. It was fun. What a pleasure to speak to the Queen. Um, and I think Santoni definitely, like, deserves the title of Queen. And one thing about, like, especially Survivors of Africa, like, the title of Queen gets thrown out too far and too loosely. Like, everyone's a queen, but <laughs> Santoni really yes, likes queen. Yes, <laughs> yes, queen. Like, everybody, everybody's a queen. You can be a queen and you can be a queen. <laughs> I think, I think um, Santoni really, really is a queen. Um, she just, she played a game that was due to herself. She she was a phenomenal character. Like, like I said previously, the best across all eight seasons. Um, and she's so memorable and I know that she's applied so many times to be on the show but like she says everything happens for a reason and like mm -hmm. God knew that like this was a time to shine and she definitely shined herself all the way into a future all-star season so um, <laughs> it's like well done um, from from a castaway someone that's played the game um, I know it's not easy um, but you did phenomenal and then also from a fan, like, I am such a fangirl. Like, I want to go out and buy myself a tie-dye T-shirt. <laughs> where can she do that? Anthony, where can she do that? Please. Oh, okay. Well, um, you, we sell it in our online shop called Quieter Cook Sister. It's, it's com. Free delivery if you order over 500 Rand. But I would love to send each of you a little goodie bag. We, we need to. I've got your email now. Claudio, and uh, I would love to send you some stuff because now there's no more bribing. Because no, I mean your words, Marion. Literally, it means so much to you, to me, and also the fact that you stand up against bullies on on yeah. social media and you protect. You are like the grandmother uh, of <laughs> us. And I, I mean, you were the first queen uh, in my eyes. Uh, uh, not, I mean, you know what I mean. 
yeah. and you are my queen. If I'm your queen, you're my queen, and I respect you so much. And I remember I always found Survivor South Africa a little bit boring because I felt our players were always playing it safe, didn't want to cause ructions. And you, like, I mean, I will never, never forget you. And I'm, I'm just so glad that you were the one on this with me because you've actually walked this journey with me from the beginning and, and, and being so positive about me online and, and being my little, like my big sister in a way, protecting me with your golden sphere on social media. And it really means so much. It comes from a hail. I don't like bullies. I feel like it, it has a lot to do with like, my experience post-survivor because like I really got it and I also feel like um with developing my skin condition I was I was bullied a lot so like one thing I don't like is bullying so I've like I'm that person that if someone's rude to a contestant or personally attacking them on Twitter like I will call you out and I will drag you um (laughs) but yeah um it's a pleasure that I got to Defend your battles, and like I said before, you were fantastic, and you are a beautiful soul, and I hope that you never forget it, and I hope that you get used to the feeling of winning because you are an absolute champion. Uh, thanks so much. And if we've got two queens on the show, they were definitely sitting in two thrones. That's all I can say from that side. So mm-hmm. thank you very much. And just in case you were wondering how good the show was this evening and the fact that we we're talking about the queens, the fact that two of you are the queens, We've had the most live viewers and stay on throughout the course of the show this evening from a TNO perspective. So thank you very much. That's that's a huge boom, boom. That is yeah. amazing. Yes. Hey. Yes. So, so to everyone who did jump on, and if you haven't subscribed, don't forget to do that. We really appreciate the support. And again, thank you for supporting Santony and joining for Marion's uh, first debut appearance. Hopefully more to come for both of them. And uh, have a good evening and a better weekend. And if you don't know what to be, be cool. Right. You guys can say bye. You can say, you can say bye. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye.